to another episode of Impact Today. We are Mark and Victoria Bowling. We're so glad you joined us today. We're going to be sharing truths from God's Word, specifically on the subjects of faith and healing. We hope that you tune in every week, grab a Bible and a notebook, take notes, look up the scriptures, really study the Word. You can begin to allow the power of God's Word to make an impact in your life. And please remember to go and visit our website at impacttoday.tv. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. So today we're going to begin uh, reading from the book of James, chapter 1, starting with verse 6. Listen to this powerful, powerful scripture. It says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Last week we talked about the necessity of faith. Today we're going to talk about the prayer of faith. And how it's very important to know what faith is. And what not to have in your heart and mind when you're praying in faith. Notice it says right here, it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. A few years ago, I was a teacher at a Bible school in a particular nation. And uh, the students there who spoke English, uh, it was a foreign nation from not not where I live. Um, the, the students that spoke English, they spoke a different kind of English than what I spoke. Mm-hmm. They, they were more educated along a British type of English. And being from the United States, well, we attempt to speak American English. Uh, it's, com- it's completely different than the, the, the English that's spoken from Great Britain. And so these people, they learned their English from a British style of, you know, language. And so... I would be teaching these sessions, and I just noticed from time to time, students would come up afterwards, and they say, Brother Mark, that was a wonderful, I learned so much, but I have a doubt. Someone else would come up, uh, Brother Mark, that was great, but I have a doubt. And then they would begin to ask me a question. And uh, I would half-jokingly say to them, well, you need to get the doubt of your life, doubts of the devil. My perspective was, doubt was, hesitating to believe God's word, uh, being in unbelief. But really, that's not what they were talking about. And I began to realize when they said, Brother Mark, I have a doubt, they were saying, Brother Mark, I have a question. That really opened up this passage of Scripture to me because it says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. What he's saying there is you have to remove all the lingering doubts and questions in your mind before you can really have sufficient faith to ask God with. Uh, If there's ever a doubt or an if in your prayer, there's a doubt. One of my mentors used to say this, if is the badge of doubt. When there is an if in your prayer, there's a question in your prayer. There's a question in your prayer. There's a doubt in your prayer. And it says here, as a minister of the gospel, or as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
I am to communicate to you that if you don't ask in faith with no questions, with no doubts, I'm to tell you, you're not to suppose that you'll receive anything from the Lord. You might be thinking, oh, no, I'm, I, that's terrible. I, I don't want to hear that. No, I'm, didn't, I'm not even saying don't have any questions. What it's saying here, what I am saying to you, is make sure you have your questions answered before you pray. Because in order to pray in faith, you have to have all your questions answered. The Bible says, John, Jesus said in John chapter 15, he said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it will be done for you. I think a lot of times when you hear people praying for healing, mm-hmm. you hear them throw the phrase in, if it be thy will. Mm-hmm. Father, we ask you to heal this family member, if it be thy will. And people think that's okay because, after all, Jesus in the garden, when he was praying to his father, he prayed, if it be thy will. And so people think, well, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. So what do you have to say about that? (laughs) That's a good question. And a lot of people say that. Mm -hmm. They, They bring that point up. But what you have to understand is, first of all, Jesus wasn't praying for the sick. Think of all of the miracle testimonies, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and through the ministry of the early church in the book of Acts. And not one time when they ministered to the sick did they ever throw in the phrase, if it be thy will, not once. Jesus wasn't praying for the sick, and actually what he was doing, here's here's the Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, who has been in perfect union with his father from eternity past. And now he is faced with the reality in that garden that in just a few moments, in in an hour or two, he was going to bear the weight of the entire, the sin of the entire world, the weight on his shoulders into his heart. God was placing on him the iniquity of us all. And he didn't want to go through that. He, he didn't want to bear the... I mean... His he, flesh didn't. His flesh didn't. He, as he wanted to do the will of God, because he loved the Father, but he enjoyed that communion with the Father. And in that moment of time, he was going to be separated from his Father God. And he recoiled from that. It wasn't that he was just afraid of dying. Because no. Jesus was not a coward. He was a man among men. He didn't want to be separated from his Father. So it's not appropriate to pray, if it be thy will, when you're praying and asking God to heal you. But it would be appropriate, say, if you're praying about what job to take or what trip to go on. Lord, if it's your will, we will go. You see, there's the general will of God, which applies to all of us. And then there's the specific will of God that says, you know, what city to live in. Mm -hmm. Who to marry. Who to marry. What job to take. What occupation. If you're called to ministry or not. Jesus in the garden was committing himself to the plan of God for his life. And we already know what the plan of God is for our lives concerning healing. Exactly. It's always God's will to heal you every single time. So we don't need to pray if it be thy will. Exactly. Exactly. 
But you have to be fully convinced of that. And that's why we're teaching this every week. So that you can understand what God says. Because faith begins when the will of God is known. Faith is based on knowledge. So, once again, it says, let him ask in faith. Now, let's just think about that word for a second. The word faith in the Greek, it could be translated persuasion, conviction, assurance, belief, trust. There's no if in that. Yeah, If you're fully persuaded, then there's not a question. If there's a conviction in your heart, there's not a question. Because your question has been answered by the knowledge of God's word. So back to, again to John chapter 15, verse 7, what Jesus said. Notice the condition for answered prayer. He said, if you abide in me, that means you're saved, you're born again, you're walking with Jesus, and my words abide or live in you. You will ask what you desire. Think about that. You'll ask what you desire and it will be done for you. The Father will answer the desires of your heart if these two things are happening. You're living in Jesus and His words are living in you. When you got the words of Jesus living in you, He puts His desires in your heart. And of course, one of His desires is that you walk in healing and health. Victoria, you want to tell a story, I believe, about our son. Yes, Stephen, our youngest son. Um, He's 21 now, but when he was about two years old, when he was starting to form sentences and begin to speak to us, you know, more than just mama, dada, he, all of a sudden, I noticed he was stuttering. So it was like his tongue was all tied up, and it wasn't just once in a while, it seemed to be all the time, you know, instead of, you know, mommy, can I have a drink? It would be more like mommy, like that. And, you know, sometimes you see that and you might think it's cute or whatever, but when you start to think about your child growing up um, and not being able to speak and the impact, the negative impact that would have on his life, I began to realize real quickly This is something we need to get rid of. This is not God's plan for my son to not be able to speak clearly. Um, And of course, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 53. It's a chapter that I meditate in a lot. It's a chapter that... um, Let me stop you right there. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to meditate? Just brief. Meditate means to say something over and over in low tones, Mm kind of to yourself. You you mutter it over and over to yourself, and you ponder it. Um, To me, it's almost like eating the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about it. You say it over and over, and it assimilates into you. So... I've done that for years with Isaiah 53, and so that's kind of my go-to chapter whenever I need anything from the Lord, because in that chapter, you will find a clear picture of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. So uh, let me just read Isaiah 53 in verse 3. Jesus was despised and rejected by men. Do you know that Jesus was rejected 
so that you could be accepted. Not only was he rejected by men, but the Bible says that his own father rejected him. Because Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus wouldn't have said that if it didn't actually happen. And because God the Father forsook Jesus, turned his back and looked away from him, you can be accepted. Yes. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. He was a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we did not value him. Yet he himself bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. That word pains, it encompasses mental pain, emotional pain, physical pain, anything negative, any malady, any deformity, any weakness, anything that's not good. You know, as a mom, it was common sense to me that God would want to loose my son's tongue um, because that's what I want as a parent. You know, without even knowing any scriptures, it's natural and normal for a parent to want the best for their child. How much more Father God Mm -hmm. would want his children to be whole? And then if you go back to the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, and you look at creation and you see every day God was creating things and every day, what was he saying? It is good. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Well, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that sickness and disease is not good. So just with these um, few thoughts in mind, I could get into a place with no questions, no doubtings. It was settled in my mind. I am about to ask God for something that he already wants to give me. And that really moves you from a place of begging. You know, we're talking about asking in faith. Mm -hmm. If we are begging, we are not asking in faith. Mm -hmm. Asking in faith is a firm persuasion that God is giving you what you're asking for. So why would you beg? Right? So I had all these things in my heart, and I just released that to the Lord, prayed and asked him to heal my son. And from that moment on, anytime he was stuttering, anytime it came into my mind, you know, as a mom, the things going on with our kids can kind of press in on us. We need to find a scripture, pray, and then just push it away. And just keep thanking God, I have the answer. Thank you, God, we have the answer. And so that's what I did. Every time my son was stuttering, I would thank God that his tongue was loose, that he could heal, that he could speak properly. And, you know, time went by, and I don't even remember the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the day. But all of a sudden, I noticed one day, Stephen isn't stuttering anymore, and he hasn't since. So the Lord is wonderful. He's faithful to his word. Mm -hmm. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never fail. Amen. Amen. In 1 John chapter 5, we have an awesome scripture. 1 John chapter 5 and 14. This is the confidence. There's that word confidence. That speaking of faith, persuasion. This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
So if we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. We know that we have what we have asked of him. Notice the progression. We ask according to his will. He hears us. Because he hears us, we have it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. You know, earthly parents want to give as much as they can to their child, but I can't say that about myself, that anything my child has asked me, and even if I thought it was a good idea, that automatically I'm able to give it to them. But God the Father, endless power, endless ability, endless boundless provision. When we ask something that's according to his will, just because he hears us ask, we know that we have it. Mm-hmm. That's praying from a completely different spot than, oh Lord, please, please heal me if it's your will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I also notice there in 1 John 5 that he said, we know we have. Yes. That is a huge key to praying in faith. Hope always looks to the future. Now, in order to have faith, you have to have hope. Hope sets the goal. But hope, Jesus never said, if you have hope, all things are possible to him who hopes. <laughs> he says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And so it's important that you get into the, into the realm of faith. Faith is always now. Hope is future. Faith is now. Faith, the prayer of faith, always adds with the glad testimony, it's mine, I have it now. Never forget that. Never forget that. Faith always says, it's mine, I have it now. Before you see it, before you feel it, before you experience it, because you have what God has said. You have his promise. And he said, if you ask in faith, I'm hearing you and I'm sending the answer right now. And yep, it's mine. I've got it. Praise God. It's not based on a feeling. It's based on a knowing. Mm. We know we have. Not we feel like we have. We know we have. Praise God. James chapter 5, listen to this. It says in verse 14, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. Now, that doesn't mean anytime you have a minor cold or whatever, you're supposed to call your pastor and ask him to pray for you. No, actually one of the purposes of this program is to teach you how to pray directly to your heavenly father because your father himself loves you and he wants you to learn how to pray and receive answers to your prayers. And so here in the context, he's not talking about every time you have the slightest little sickness, you call for the elders of the church. It's talking about someone who's bedridden. Notice it says, and the Lord will raise him up. This person's in a desperate situation. They, they, they have prayed, nothing's really happening. And then you call for the elders of the church. And notice they're to come and they're to pray the prayer of faith. Now, what's the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is not, if it be thy will, because the word faith means persuasion, conviction, assurance. The prayer of being fully persuaded, 
that God hears us when we pray because we ask according to His will. Knowing that we have it when we ask. That's the prayer of faith. And notice what it says. The prayer of faith will save the sick. It will heal the sick. It doesn't say the prayer of faith might save the sick. Well, you just, you just can't tell. Sometimes you get healed, sometimes you don't. It doesn't say that. It says the prayer of faith will save, heal, deliver the sick. I remember one time when a partner of ours called you on the phone. Yeah. It's a man who's been sewing into our ministry for, for years. And I was listening and I, I heard Mark praying with him. And it was such a simple, quick prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to heal him. We believe we receive. Amen. It's done. Thank you, Lord. And when he hung up, I asked him, you know, who was that? And he told me. And I said, well, what was wrong with him? And Mark said, well, he fell out of a tree and broke his back. In two or three places. Like two places. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, you should have prayed more. You should have prayed better. You should have prayed longer. Like, no compassion. It was just so like direct and short, and you were done, and that was it. And um, I just remember your confidence. You're like, that's all. It's done. It's done. Amen. Amen. That's it. And I remember he contacted us yeah, like, a short while later, and his back was completely healed. Actually, the doctor said his back was better, better. than before the break. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's the prayer of faith. That's the prayer of faith. Yes. There's not pra- Remember, faith is not getting nervous and tense, clenching your fist, trying to twist God's arm. It's knowing what God has promised and taking him at his word. Uh, let me tell you another story. This was awesome. I, I'll never forget this as long as I live. We, we moved to Mexico when we were really young. Mm-hmm. And we had, our, we had just been married for about uh, just under two years. And our firstborn son had just been born. He was two months old. We moved down as missionaries to the nation of Mexico. And I'm in a village ministering in this church. And after the meeting the next day, we're invited, my translator and I and the pastor, invited to go pray for this lady who's in bed. Bedridden with a very serious condition. They had gone to the doctor. They didn't know what it was. It was mysterious. But she couldn't get out of bed. And the pastor later told me, just to slightly lay your hand on her like this caused her great pain. So we go into her, uh, her room, and I asked her first, I said, are you saved? Are you born again? Is Jesus Christ Lord of your life? And she said, no. And I said, well, uh, listen, we could pray for you right now, and God can heal you. But if you die having never accepted Jesus Christ, that this won't do you any good. In fact, it would be better to not get healed but to get saved and get your sins forgiven and and to die and go to heaven than to die with no forgiveness and go to hell. I said, but the good news is you don't have to choose between the forgiveness of sins and the healing of the body. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he took all of our sins and our sicknesses and diseases. And now we can be forgiven and And healed. healed. And she accepted Jesus Christ right on the spot. Never forget it. And then we prayed for her in the name of Jesus Christ 
for her healing. We believed we received when we prayed and we thanked God for the healing. And I said to her, Sister, hermana, Spanish, come to the church tonight. Come to the service tonight. It starts at 6.30 because you're healed. And she said, well, brother, I'm still in pain. I can't get out of bed. I said, I know, but God has heard us. We prayed you're healed. Come. And she said, but even if I could, she gave in a little bit. She said, even if I could, I couldn't sit on those uncomfortable benches for a long period of time in a long service. I said, doesn't matter. I understand. You come, you're healed. We'll see you. And we said goodbye. We left. And right before the service was about to begin, the woman walked into this service. And during the service, she stood up and testified. And she said this, Ever since I prayed that prayer to receive Jesus Christ, there's this peace and joy that has come into me that I've never experienced before. And I'm so happy. And not only that, I didn't want to come to the meeting because I was still feeling pain. But I heard a voice and that voice said to me, you go to the meeting tonight. So here I am, I've come. We rejoiced with her. She wasn't completely 100% better, but she had greatly improved. We prayed for her again. And we left. A few days later, we found out that she was running. Two days after we were gone, she was running up and down the streets of... The name of the village was Divisideros. She was running up and down the streets of Divisideros shouting, Gloria Dios! That means glory to God. I am healed. She was completely healed by the power of God. But let me tell you, it happened because of the prayer of faith. If we would have said, well, Lord, if you want her to be healed, heal her now. She wouldn't have She been would healed. not have received. Mm-hmm. In fact, if we would not have persisted, because even after we prayed, she said, I'm still in pain. It, to her, it looked like nothing had happened. But we persisted because this is the confidence we have. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have it. We have it. Praise God. Praise God. Let me pray with you right now. Just like this woman from Davisidero, she hadn't accepted Christ. You need to receive him right now first. Pray this after me if you've never done this. Dear God in heaven, dear God in heaven, I acknowledge, I acknowledge, I need a savior. I need a savior. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, is the savior of the world. Is the savior of the world. I ask you, Jesus. I ask you, Jesus. Save me now. Save me now. I believe. I believe. You paid the price. You paid the price when you died on the cross. When you died on the cross. Your blood was shed. Your blood was to shed to wash away my sin. To wash away my sin. You rose from the dead. You rose from the dead. I call on your name. I call on your name. Thank you for saving me now. Thank you for saving me now. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and pray for the sick. You know, if you just prayed that, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is now living inside of you. And what that means is that the healer has moved in to live inside of your body. So we're going to pray right now that the healing power of God would flow out of your spirit into your body. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see everyone watching this show. We lift them all up to you, and we ask that you would touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Let your healing power flow into their bodies now. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, we believe we receive healing now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for healing the people. Yes. Even where you're at, just thank Him right yes. now. Say, thank you for healing me thank now. Thank you, Lord. Before you see it, before you experience thank it, you, say, Lord. it's mine. It's mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you just received a miracle, God is working in your life, please tell us about it. Go to impacttoday.tv and let us know. Or if you have a prayer request, let us know and we will pray for you. We want to hear about it. God bless you. And don't forget to tune in next week to Impact Today. God bless you. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.